some reviews. Disney feature length films. Show cartoons. We bought VHS tapes. Every title we could. Disney is our business. Business is good. Why are you counting down on your hands when I'm counting down on my hands? Because I'm trying to contribute. You're complaining that I don't do anything on the podcast. I feel like this is the way that I can do something. I count down every time. I don't know. I don't trust you with numbers. (laughs) It's just counting to (laughs) ten. Jesus Christ. You guys, I'm going to tell you that this is Let's Get Down to Business with Kevin and Stephanie because I don't want Kevin introducing us in a weird voice again. I wouldn't do that. That's not my thing. always do it. (laughs) It is your thing. Kevin, it's your thing. And the people love it. Oh, my God. At least that's not as weird as your, like, voice where you're trying to do a weird British accent, but it's... Uh, That's not a thing. (laughs) That's a thing. You guys... What? You guys, this is episode 30! Yeah! Arbitrary milestones! I feel like I should have something to commemorate. Like, I was like, oh, maybe I should do, like, an art giveaway. And then I was like, I'm too lazy to do that. See, and I feel like we can't make a big deal out of this anyway, because everybody says it's all downhill after 30. True. So... And I I don't feel like that can be a thing, because Steph and I were just talking about this earlier today. We're actually starting to get into, quote-unquote, the shit. And I don't mean, like, the shit as in, like, the movies that no, we've already reviewed. down to business. We're, we're, we're actually getting into the movies that maybe, like, more than five people will want to listen to. Like, The Little Mermaid and Aladdin and The Beauty and the Beast. Like, it's not The Beauty and the Beast, but, I mean... It'd be cool if it was. Maybe it is. Yeah. You don't know. I don't know. You'll have to listen and find out. <laughs> is it The Beauty and the Beast or just Beauty and the Beast? Like, is it The Little Mermaid? Yeah, the we're going to review the fucking TV show. <laughs> we're, we're gonna, <laughs> let's just review by the titles yeah. and uh, go by that. Um, Yeah. 30 episodes. Anything exciting? Not really. No. Yeah. I don't think so. And episode 30, this is Pete's Dragon. Yeah, the last episode you had made like a 420 joke or something. And I was like, that's Puff the Magic Dragon. You know, I never, I think I always just conflated the two. I didn't, I didn't, I never, I always thought they were the same thing. I think Puff the Magic Dragon's like a song. It's a movie. Is it a movie? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a movie. I'm going to look this up. It's not a movie. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it is. I know there's a joke in, uh, is it the, what's it called? I don't know. Uh, with Robert De Niro and Ben. Suck a dick, Stephanie, released in 78, and it's dog shit. <laughs> it does not look good. Yeah, yeah. It looks pretty- I like how everything has a IMDb or Google score of around 70%. Yeah, yeah. It's got that nostalgia kick. Yeah. People have bad taste <laughs> in movies. So let me tell that you what That may we or think. may not include us. Um, it doesn't include us. We're great. What's well, the I, movie I'm, I'm thinking of? Meet the Parents. What about it? There's a Puff the Magic Dragon joke in that. Oh, yeah. You've been puffing the Magic Dragon, Fokker? Yeah. 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 Thanks, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I had a fake cat named Pobert De Niro? No. It was that white ceramic cat. I didn't know it had a name. Yeah, it was called Pobber De Niro. Oh, I thought it was just a creepy piece of shit <laughs> no, I that I wanted it, to shatter. No, I named it Pobber De Niro. Okay. And then, like, one time we had a maintenance come into our apartment, and they thought it was a real cat. <laughs> He's like, whoa, that scared me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Speaking of Puff the Magic Dragon. No. Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon. Jesus Christ. That was the joke. Thing. Yeah. God. You don't make jokes. Get with it. Speaking of something that's not a joke, teachers are people. Like, that might not be a joke, but this short was. <laughs> so, when we read the title last time, Teachers Are People, I thought this was going to be, like, an informational short. I thought this was going to be good. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, it's a goofy short. Uh, it was created in 1952. It was about six minutes long. Yeah. A little. A few seconds it's over. pretty short. Yeah. Um, goofy is the star, and it's narrated by Alan Reed. Who you might know... As the original Fred Flintstone. I couldn't tell. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I couldn't have told known. you that either. Yeah. Um, so it was a different narrator than the Goofy Shorts normally have. So, as I suffered like to do, take it away, Kevin. Fuck you, Stephanie. I don't want to read this shit up. You sound like the students. 
books. Yeah. <laughs> oh, school. No, this is fucking bullshit. I hate learning things. What's the name of the bad kid, George? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, as you would expect in a short about teachers and school, kids hate school. Yeah. And, and, and I was, I was going to do a Rodney Dangerfield there, but it just it's not going to come out right because it's not good. Goofy gets no respect. No, it's, <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> I love that you self-critique your impressions after you do them. I can't help it. <laughs> like, you do the same thing. What? Like, everybody criticizes themselves. Not after I do it. Okay, whatever. I don't do impressions because I know I can. Because <laughs> I'm a woman. So anyway, teachers are people. Uh, that's not true, number one. What? Like, I thought I thought this was actually going to be not like a, not biting criticism, but it was going to be a deep dive into, you know, why teaching is an important profession and, and we're going to inject some comedy into that. And that wasn't really here at all. So we meet Mr. Goofy. He's a dog and also a teacher. I would say he's, he's a furry. Yeah, but this is way too early for all that. It might have been like, you know, deep seated, but <laughs> or at least kept in the closet where it belongs. They're planting the seeds. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it just starts out, you know, as Goofy doing all the jobs that a teacher does. He's a crossing guard, letting all these little shitheads in and not get hit by cars like they should be. Um, <laughs> and just teaching a fucking rowdy groove of kids. Yeah. Like, these are the original bad roaches, you guys. As a teacher, I was like, what year was this? 1952? And these kids All these are tropes still are still shitheads. And yeah. the parent comes in and yells at Goofy because their kid gets a bad grade. I was like, what the fuck? I thought, been, I thought, yeah. We've been dealing with this for like 70 years. Yeah. Probably longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Everybody's kid is always perfect. But what did you love about this when the kid got in trouble? Oh, that he that he had to wear the dunce cap. He like put him in a corner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get to like the real good stuff in, yeah. in Pete's Dragon, but like, yeah, this. Well, no, yeah, that no, that was in Pete's Dragon. But he did put him in the corner. He, he put, yeah, he put him in the corner, but yeah. didn't really do anything. And about then it. this kid had like weapons. Yeah, like legit weapons. Mm-hmm. He had uh, knives, a pistol. Did he have throwing stars? I think there was a throwing star in there. Yeah. yeah, he had a grenade. Yeah. Which comes back around in the end because as Goofy is like talking to his parent and walking the parent out, the school explodes. And then you have the kid who has to write a hundred times, like, I will not blow up the school. Yeah, like he's Bart Simpson, yeah. like 30 years before. Yeah, this kid was a shithead. Yeah, he was pretty awful. I've, that, that's what I was thinking of throughout the entire thing is like this Georgie kid. He sucks. Uh, like, yeah. I don't know why. I always assume that kids with glasses. But what do they, they say? Can't, they can't possibly be bad. Well, Annie's a redhead. Well, come on. Don't be, what don't do, be an asshole. What do they say about the kids? You have to look at the parent. And the parent comes in and yells at Goofy because his kid is failing arithmetic. Yeah. Yeah. He could just be stupid. Yeah. I mean, or, you know, he's special. He needs to have somebody activate his imagination. Can you imagine being a parent and having a child that's stupid and not wanting to acknowledge it? Like, being like, dude, my kid is so dumb. <laughs> but you can't say it to anybody because no. then you look bad. Yeah. Because you're talking shit about your kid. Yes, you failed. But can you imagine? <laughs> like, your kid comes home and you're just like, dude, you're so fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's like having an ugly kid. Wow, babe. You're just hitting all of them. No, I'm just saying, like, can you imagine if you're a parent and you realize your kid's ugly? Or, well, you know, if you're a real person and not a... A vanity piece of shit. Anyway. No, 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 you wouldn't because you're thinking like, oh god, he's going to be judged, or other people are going to judge me for the ugliness. And that's just nonsense. It doesn't matter. It matters what's in here. And uh, for the people at home, I'm pointing at my pants. Kevin, what? <laughs> that's weird <laughs> to talk about kids and then talk about whoa, your pants whoa. That's a little. Why, why you got to make it like that? You made it weird. <laughs> I was just talking about what it would be like to have a kid and you And to judge it harshly for its outward appearance (laughs) or its mental capacity? No. Oh, my God. (laughs) Stephanie is the real piece of shit here. Everybody knows that. (laughs) Uh, So, Pete's Dragon, are we going to get down to business? To the real business? Yeah. And stop bullshitting around with... About children? Oh, yeah. Speaking of children, So, the goofy short, yeah, it sucked. Don't watch it. I didn't think it was that bad. Really? I didn't love it, but I didn't think it was that bad. I'm not down supporting like the prototype for Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris back in the 50s. Whoa. 
Whoa. You look, you he look, blew up the fucking that school. That Georgie kid, like, just points a realistic-looking pistol. And threatens the kid because he gave him the wrong answer of how to spell cat. Yeah. He spells it with a fucking K. K-A-T, y'all. Yeah. But yeah, so, because he, like, makes the kid show him the answers to the spelling test, and the kid spelled it wrong on purpose, yeah. so he would get it wrong. And Georgie fucking puts a pistol in his face and then starts shooting water at yeah. him. It was a water gun. But yeah. I was like, holy shit. And then later blows up the fucking school. Yeah, he knows blows yeah. up the fucking school. <laughs> Peach Dragon. <laughs> um, speaking of awful kids. What? He's a bad kid. He runs away from home. Oh, I was saying, no, absolutely not. He's a bad actor. Yeah, well, that's beside the point. That's for later. Can you imagine if you raised a kid? And they were a bad actor. And they were a bad actor. And you had to watch them on TV. And I'd be like, pumped, though, because I'm getting that money. I'm obviously <laughs> not giving them any of it because I'm, I'm a piece of shit fucking uh, movie star parent or whatever oh, the hell they're called. God. Um, so Peach Dragon was released. I'm gonna live vicariously through my fucking children. <laughs> <laughs> Peach Dragon was released in 1977, same year as The Rescuers. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. It is a hybrid. The only animation it has, though, is the dragon itself. There's yeah. no like animated fantasy scenes or anything. Yeah. It's 129 minutes long. Two hours. Wow. Two hours and nine minutes. And then. Yeah, that's impressive. When, when, when we I re- thought you were talking about my math. No, well, that, yeah, that too. Yeah, that's shocking. <laughs> it's like one of those shitty little headlines. On, I'm like, you'll be shocked when you can see that Stephanie does math. <laughs> we're getting into clickbait now. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it was 10 million. You'll have our thoughts after these. <laughs> after eight fucking minutes of ads. It was $10 million, the budget. Yeah. Which you were going to say what? That's fucking impressive. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's based on a short story called Peach Dragon and the USA Forever After. <laughs> it's Peach Dragon and, and the, the USA, USA parentheses. Forever After. What? <laughs> yeah. What? I don't know. I mean, maybe we should have read the story, but what a fucking stupid title. I know. <laughs> Planning began it in- sounds like a Toby Keith song. <laughs> <laughs> Peach Dragon and the USA. Forever after. <laughs> Planning. Where I know I'm free. I know it's not the same one, but. Wasn't it do beer for my horses? Yeah. yeah. Oh my, beer for my dragons. <laughs> Planning for this began in 1957. Um, not as a movie, but as a two part episode for Disneyland TV. It was like a TV series. Really? Yeah. Okay. That was scrapped. Okay. Because uh, I thought, is it The Wonderful World of Disney? That was on ABC. Yeah. But I don't, I think it's something else. So it was scrapped. Disney didn't really know what to do with this. And uh, so they put it on back on the shelf. In 1975, the idea was revived as a musical film. They changed the dragon from an imaginary creature to a real creature. And they changed the setting from contemporary to a period piece. Okay. Which period was it? Because I noticed they had electricity, but then they yeah. had like the one room school. I probably would have thought that it would be in like the 30s, maybe 20. 20, 20s or 30s? 30s? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, according to writer Malcolm Marmerstein... Nice job. <laughs> um, he said, quote, We tried a completely invisible dragon, but it was no fun. It was lacking. It's a visual medium, and you're making a film for kids. Yeah. Which, <laughs> he is totally right. Yeah. So, I I don't know how well that would have gone if he was invisible the whole film. Yeah. Obviously, he's not. It would not have gone. There are some lighthouse scenes, because a lighthouse um, plays a big deal in this movie. One of the main character characters is Lampy, <laughs> the guy who owns the lighthouse. <laughs> Lampy. <laughs> uh, so, those scenes with the lighthouse was actually shot at a lighthouse in California, they had to get permission from the U.S. Coast Guard because the beacon was so bright you could see it for like 24 minutes. And it was going to fuck up like actual vessels yeah. out in the water. Yeah. So they had to get permission for that. Uh, this movie used the yellow screen sodium vaporizer process, same as Mary Poppins. And then the style of the dragon, whose name is Elliot, um, he's styled after more Asian dragons. Okay. Because they say Asian really? dragons seem more like good luck and good fortune. Yeah. Um, I don't see that at all when, when I look I at him. When I read it, it said oriental dragons, and I was like, I don't think that's the proper term. Really? Oriental? I don't know. I thought it was Asian. I, th- I thought it was uh, interchangeable. Uh, I thought you weren't supposed to call things oriental anymore. I will defer to you. 
when well, it comes to matters of that. <laughs> we'll look it up, and if it's really bad, we'll yeah, cut this yeah, segment exactly. out. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I thought It was we... influenced by Imagine Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, when I look at him, I think like knight in shining armor, dragon. It looks like princess in a tower type dragon. Yeah, not it looks like dragon's lair. Not this like which we will get into. Not later, maybe. Not the serpentine like Miyazaki dragon. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, so let's talk about Peach Dragon. Yeah, we're gonna Um, get down to business. How far are we in already? (laughs) <laughs> last week's or last episode was so short we're making up for it yeah right or the one whatever we did Glago's where death. I can know I'm free <laughs> you just start saying some Keith what'd you tell Toby Keith oh I said Keith Urban oh with the hair I can sing some Keith David <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible Keith David in the Navy shut up <laughs> anyway so you pull out the VHS and you look at the cover and you're like holy shit and I was like what and you're like, it's two fucking hours. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote down, first thing, two hours? Question mark, exclamation point. That's how, like, surprised I was. Yeah, I know. Okay. So we start with the credits, and it pans over an oil painting of, like, a ship in the sea. Yeah. And apparently, Disney movies can either start one of two ways. <laughs> with a book? With <laughs> a book. Or a fucking painting. Or painting. <laughs> And these these are some long ass credits. Yeah, this is the part where I'm like, you know, I like when credits are in the beginning to set a scene or set a tone. Yeah, but when it's this long, just do the main names yep. and then put the rest at the end. Exactly. So anyway, we meet Pete, who is running away from his family. Uh, his captors. His let's be let's be more specific. We don't know this yet, <laughs> but he's running away from some some people. And we know Pete's crazy right off the bat because he's talking to something that's not there. Yeah. 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 He's just yeah. floating. Yeah, he's just so he's floating. obviously got superpowers. This is a prototype superhero film. Yeah. They're starting this whole MCU shit yeah. really early. This is canon. You no. Know, so he, he's talking to this imaginary dragon that he has. Although <laughs> Waking I guess- up. <laughs> God damn it. Is this, this episode going to have a soundtrack as well? Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> how, how great was that, by the way? It was excellent. Yeah. Uh, don't, mean to, don't, even, don't mean to hurt myself patting my own back, but... Yeah. Uh, you guys, go check out episode 29. <laughs> Sick-ass playlist. This soundtrack. <laughs> Where you can get corrosion of conformity and fucking... Rihanna? <laughs> yeah. Rihanna? Yeah, oh, r- yeah, because Rude Boy is on there. <laughs> and, uh, shit, what was the slow song? Oh, and now Jesus Take the Wheel. Oh, yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah. Pete's crazy. <laughs> Why? There's this dragon, this imaginary invisible dragon. Okay? He's being chased by some hillbillies who Whoa. all pop up one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. And they just jump you right into a song. Yeah. And this song is about why they're trying to get Pete to come back. And this sets a theme for the film. Well, the woman is like, oh, Pete, come back and like we'll play with yeah. you and you do all these fun things. But then the other three are singing about what they're going to actually yeah. do to him, which is, you know, cut him up and, <laughs> I don't know, grind him into meat yeah. or roast him over a flame, but not too hot because they don't want it to, you know, burn him too fast. <laughs> so basically they're going to torture this fucking kid and uh, it's really violent. Yeah. It's the visual imagery. Holy shit. They also mention that they bought him. He was an orphan. Yeah. They bought him for, for $50, $50 plus legal fees. Of 50 cents. Yeah. <laughs> This shit's expensive, man. People are pricey. So we know that, once again, 1977, here's another movie with an orphan. Yeah. Who was kidnapped or bought or whatever by bad people. Yeah. So the rescuers, Peach Dragon. Intertwined. And starting off the same way. (laughs) It must have been a thing. Right. So I also noticed that these hillbillies are shouting when they talk. Yeah. Why are they yelling at us? Maybe they're fucking deaf. I don't know. It could be. Too many shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's so insensitive. Anyway, they're looking for Pete, but he's hiding in like a fallen tree trunk. And they end up moving on. I think the dragon, imagine a dragon like knocks them into the mud yeah. or something. Yeah. Two, like actually, they, they all end up there. But yeah. yeah. So they end up moving on, searching a new location. 
And then you have Elliot there, and he basically is like, hey, dragon person. Well, the dragon person. Dragon person? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus well, Christ. No, I'm getting, I'm getting the names. We have Pete there. Pete is hiding in the tree trunk. Yes. Okay. And he's telling Elliot, which is the name of his pet dragon, that let's just hunker down here and sleep here for the night mm-hmm. because he's so tired. <laughs> okay. Next morning, they get up. And when now we can see Elliot, and we know that he's real, and he's animated, mm-hmm. okay? And he takes a whole bunch of apples off the tree to have some apples for breakfast. And then there's this weird love song between the two of them. <laughs> where, uh... Shit is gonna get real weird. He very poorly sings about how much he loves Elliot. And that is a recurring theme in this movie, is like, wow, Sean Marshall, the person who plays Pete, is a very... <laughs> Bad actor, and also like Bobby Driscoll, he is not. I mean, even with like, like, like give, I, give me acne riddled, fucking heroin addicted Bobby Driscoll. Even when it's a kid and you give them some leeway because they're a kid, yeah. this is like beyond exactly. the leeway that you give them. Because I think this was his first part, yeah, ever, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he sings this weird love song, and then he tells Elliot that he needs to go invisible because they're going to pass some. Passamaquoddy? Yes. I, I believe that's what it is. Passamaquoddy. Nice job, Dr. Terminus. <laughs> As they enter Passamaquoddy. Which is a town in Maine, yeah. in case you guys didn't know. Not a real town in Maine. Yes, it is. It's not. It's <laughs> named after the Native Americans who lived in Maine. Okay. So, as they enter the town and the dragon's invisible and Pete's just making his way, uh, we meet the school teacher. Who he embarrasses, and she does not like Pete. Well, he doesn't mean to embarrass her. No. Like, she gets her, her skirt caught. Or no, one of the other kids puts her skirt. No, the dragon did. Did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, I didn't catch the that. Naughty dragon. No. Yeah. I think he was, like, messing with her skirt, and then it got caught on the nail. Yeah. Yeah. And it pulls it off. Yeah. <laughs> it was super hot. She's so embarrassed. <laughs> I know. I said to you, this teacher with her tight-ass bun, you know she lets loose. <laughs> She just whips that uh, hair down, fucking shows you her ankles. Is that like a thing? What? If you got like tight hair, like yeah, you undo it and I, you, like whip it. Don't you ever watch me take my hair down? No, <laughs> babe. You wanted me to have long hair. Uh-huh. So yeah, so we meet the school teacher. Then we meet a drunken tavern guy. He stumbles out of the tavern, and he's like, hey, little boy. It's Mickey Rooney. <laughs> it's Mickey Rooney. Um, who, I was like, is this his first role? No. He's quite established. You didn't know that? Mickey Rooney was like a child actor. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. He was one of the last living, like, silent Silent era. film actors, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he stumbles out, and he's like, oh, wait, little boy. And he's, like, talking to this boy. And at this time, Elliot the dragon is visible. Mm. So he sees the dragon and he freaks out a little bit. And then he runs back into the tavern and he starts telling everyone about the dragon. And they just kind of have this tavern beer dance number. Yeah, it's pretty fucking great. We meet his... So this guy ends up being Lampy, the... uh, The lighthouse keeper. Yeah. And he has a daughter named Nora who works at this tavern. I don't think she works there. No, she's, she's just, just there. She's just showing up to retrieve his drunken ass. Okay, because the guys at the tavern manhandle her pretty hard. Yeah, like they're holding on to her, and then they just lift her up, and then she gets sprayed with beer, <laughs> like it's a wet t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, on her, white, on her white shirt, she's just like, oh, shake it. And then they like run on spinning wheelbarrows, <laughs> beer barrels. It's a lot of uh, drunkenness going on for a kids' movie. Yeah, do they even do that anymore? Like, is I, that a that's thing? what I wrote down. I was like, do they show drunkenness? In, yeah. in kids' movies. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think so, but you never know. Yeah, there's. I feel like there's not a lot of jokes about being inebriated <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Anyway, this poor woman. So we find out she's Nora. She's Lampy's daughter. There's beer everywhere, and at this point. It cuts to her at the lighthouse putting Lampy like, mm-hmm. to sleep. Yeah. But she's putting him down. Yeah. <laughs> had enough of you. I've had enough of your fucking drinking. You're useless. Give me that life insurance, Dad. Meanwhile, there is a cave near the lighthouse, like a sea cave. And Elliot and Pete are having a lover's quarrel. <laughs> Pete's not happy with him That's because disgusting. he got him into huge trouble. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe he did that himself. There's only yeah. to project onto the dragon. And so Elliot's like, I'm so depressed right now. I'm going to like. I'm going to fucking kill myself. I'm going to like brand myself with this hot stick. <laughs> and he, uh, no, he like has a stick with, what do you call it? Charcoal? Not charcoal. He chars- no, he chars it. Yeah. Yeah. And he draws a tic-tac-toe board on his tummy. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and uh, it kind of just goes back and forth between these things mm-hmm. because Nora finds him. Yeah. And Pete's in, or Elliot's invisible yep. again. So Nora finds Pete in the cave and is like, what are you doing down here, kid? Because tide's coming yeah. in. And these waters get pretty high and you'll probably drown. Yeah. So she mentions she has chowder and can come <laughs> up say and... Right. Chowder. <laughs> she has some chowder. And uh, why don't you come on up? Say it right. And so Pete's, chowder. Like, Pete's like, sure, I'll come up and have some chowder. And uh, I'll just leave Elliot here to drown in the cave. <laughs> yeah, He has wings. <laughs> but he leaves Elliot in the cave. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the town, there's a ruckus going on. Because <laughs> the Wu-Tang Clan showed up? <laughs> there's a wagon with a doctor... Terminus. Fuck yeah. And Putting all your creatures on the bottom of your library. his buddy... What was his buddy's name? Uh, his real name is Red Bubbles? Red, I Red wrote Buttons? it somewhere. Hoagie. 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 We got Chowdas and Hoagies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so they come to town, and he's basically like a sham doctor. Yeah, he's, no, he's a snake oil salesman. Like, imagine the music man. By definition. But, but, but selling tinctures. So, like, Young Living Essential Oils. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you don't have to get vaccinated because that'll take care of it all. Exactly, exactly. So. Stay away from me. <laughs> God damn it. So he comes to town. He kind of pulls one over because Hoagie's pretending to be different clients. Yeah. He has, like, costumes in the back. He comes it's like out. an old lady who can't hear. And then he's a, a, an older man who I think has broken legs or yeah. can't and walk. And now straight. he can dance because of his secret miracle <laughs> It's like strength. faith healing, but yeah. without the bullshit. <laughs> so, basically, the doctor has scammed everybody. And now they all, all want to give him their money. Yeah. So, now we go back to the lighthouse. And Nora somehow has procured a brand new suit for Pete. Well, I mean, the lighthouse business is booming. Like, <laughs> but did she like sew this overnight? Like, no, she, she probably went down to Brooks Brothers and bought that shit. <laughs> so we have this whole thing where he learns about Nora and that she isn't married, which very rude of him to ask. By right? the way, Pete. Um, she doesn't have any kids. Like who's, who's plowing that? <laughs> <laughs> Young man. Uh, so Nora gets on top of the lighthouse and sings a song for us. <laughs> and during this time, Pete learns about Nora's boyfriend who like got lost at sea. Lost at sea. Yeah. Yeah. So Paul, he asks Paul. Her, He asks her if he can take her photo. Not her photo. Her, his, his photo. Her photo of him. Yes. Of, of her, Paul. Of Paul, who is her boyfriend, her lost boyfriend. And if he can go show Elliot. And she's like, I guess. And then he heads down to see Elliot. Now we're back at the bar. <laughs> I don't know how else to transition this. There's not really any okay. good way to do it, yeah. We're so we're going the from the ocean. We take a boat. We're going to the bar. <laughs> and we have the snake oil salesman doctor. And Hoagie. And... No, it was uh, the dad. Lampy. Lampy. Yeah. Lampy. It makes me think of Pokemon. Right. <laughs> like, that's a Pokemon name, right? right? Uh, probably. And so he starts telling him about dragons. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're going to go see it, right? <laughs> and so they have some drinks. One for the rocks and one, one for, for the, the scary. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's going to take them down and see those dragons. At the cave, we have Hoagie and Doc, and they run into Elliot. And at one point, they're so freaked out by him, and it I, wasn't no, it wasn't Hoagie and Doc. It was it was Lampy, Lampy and Doc and, and Hoagie. No, Doc Lamp- is not there. Lampy and Hoagie. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't know why I wrote down. No. Yeah, fixing these notes, uh-huh. even though I just said it. Right, it's too late. Yeah, so We've gone too far. Lampy. And Hoagie met at the bar. Yep. And Lampy was telling Hoagie about this kid who has this dragon. He's like, all right, show me. Yeah, so he takes Hoagie. And again, 
They have one drink for the rocks and one so for the So they're fucking scary. smashed. They're so And they're walking on the beach, like, just stumbling. And they finally get to the cave, and they meet Elliot. Mm-hmm. And... Lampy says, "Oh, you remember me? I'm a I'm a friend. Please don't hurt us." Yeah, and because he says for what hi. for whatever reason, Lampy is insanely scared of Elliot, even though to this point he has never been threatening to him. Yeah, like at all. I wondered that too. I yeah, like, why so, is he scared of him? Yeah, does he have a thing like like how some people are afraid of clowns? He's Maybe dragon. Yeah, but yeah. So Lampy says hi to Elliot, and Elliot's like, "Oh, hey," and is like <laughs> nice to him back. Oh, hi, Lampy. Yeah. So Lampy tells Hoagie, like, you need to do something for him so he's nice to you, too. And so what Hoagie does is he gives him, like, alcohol from his flask. A little nip. Yeah, just a little little spicy. (laughs) Except he just pours that shit into his mouth. Yeah. And it doesn't sit well in his tummy, and then he burps, but he's a dragon, so he burps up fire and, like, shoots fire at them. (laughs) And they go running out of the cave. So that's what's happening with them. Don't give your dragons alcohol after midnight. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> Duh. So, also going on during this time is Nora is making Elliot go to school. Mm-hmm. Which ties in really well with our Goofy short. Not really, because well, this is better. Well, those kids didn't want to go to school, and Pete doesn't want to go to school. I See, I put Elliot. See? What are you Pete. doing? I'm getting names mixed up. Yeah. This is why when I'm at school... I Elliot's just, dragon, Pete. This is why when I'm at school, I just refer to my kids as sweetheart. Whatever. And munchkin. Uh-huh. Because I can't keep names straight. You're ridiculous. I know. I have so many students, so. Um, so Pete's going to school. And uh, Peach Dragon brings all the girls to the yard. <laughs> because he's telling everyone about the dragon. And all the girls are like, oh. But the town thinks that Pete's a jinx. Because since yeah. Pete has come. All this shit gets broken. Like, there's... There's you no know, fish in the yeah, harbor. Fresh concrete is getting stepped in. Like, yeah. signs are being broken. So, Nora's telling them to back off Pete. Leave him alone. And so she sings a song about how everyone has a place in the world. All the kids form, like, a circle. And they're, like, dancing. Mm-hmm. And the director has some weird choices <laughs> in that. And camera angles. Yeah. Because as these kids are dancing, kids, you guys, kids. There's, like, a weird, like, worm's eye view kind of angle where it's pointed up. And it's basically an upskirt shot of all these kids. See, but you say that when you when you think upskirt, you're thinking, like, shorter. These are super long dresses with, like, undergarments. With pantaloons. Yeah. With, yeah so like I'm just not, saying. You're not going to see anything regardless. I'm just saying, like, this like, whole oh, movie. ankles. This whole movie, there's no other angles like that. Okay. So it just stuck out as, like, this is odd. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, there's a lot of heel clicks going on. You're damn right. And then the school bell rings, and the teacher's like, you're all late. You're late, and you're late, and you're late. And Nora brings Pete to meet the teacher, and she's like, this is your new student. And she was like, well, I haven't had his transfer records. And she was like, um, his school burned down, so we don't have any transfer records. What about his birth certificate? Well, you see, the school was next to the city hall, which also caught on fire, so he had nothing. So basically, Miss Taylor, who is the teacher, and Nora have this, like, wicked, like, stare down, stand, like, yeah. Standoff. Standoff. So they don't like each other. What? I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) So we go to class. What does he do initially that pisses the teacher off? Oh, he's the bell. Oh, yeah. So, Elliot the dragon is outside ringing the school bell. And Pete's like, knock it off. And he goes out there and he tries to grab the rope from him. But the dragon's invisible. So, when the teacher comes out, she thinks he's doing it. Yeah, it looks like he's ringing. Yeah, and he's like, no, I'm not. So, she brings him in (laughs) and says, well, you're going to get the knuckle cracker. That's right. Which I have never heard of it before. That's right. She busts the ruler out and just <laughs> lays the wood literally on his hands. Yeah. Which awesome. they don't show her actually hitting yeah. the hands. She um, does it nine times. Oh, yeah, she does. And then he has to go in the corner. With the dunce cap. The with the dunce, dunce cap, cap, boys. <laughs> I wish. I wish. They, like, teachers could still do that. I would have gotten the shit kicked out of me. Yes, you would have. Uh, so she puts him in the corner. And he notices that her chair starts to move before she sits down, and Pete jumps in and is like, no, Elliot. 
And so it looks like he just pulled the chair out from yeah. under her. So now she tells him he's going to get a spanking. That's right. I don't know if she called it like a behind whacker yeah. or she called it something. She had a fancy name for it. And as she's about to spank the shit out of him, Elliot just fucking Kool-Aid man <laughs> right through, through the, the wall. wall. <laughs> through two of them. Oh, yeah. In and out. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the the wall... The hole in the wall is shaped like a dragon. Yeah, it's like a cartoon dragon. Yeah. That's awesome. It's phenomenal. Um, so that's kind of where things end with school. It's like chaos. And <laughs> so, so Pete's like, maybe this isn't for me. I don't know. Yeah. So now that um, Hoagie has told Doc about the dragon because he saw him with Lampy in the cave, Doc wants the dragon. He wants money by the pound. Yeah. So he sings a song about money by the pound. And it is very morbid. How he's going to cut, uh, cut Elliot up. Cut, cut him up, piece him out. Yeah. <laughs> jingle jangle all that money. Weigh him and price him out. So he approaches Pete and Nora as they're whitewashing the lighthouse. And they're the worst painters oh on planet Earth. You so- have not seen siding painted this poorly Anywhere. It's sighting, right? It's horizontal. Yeah, it's like the cedar shake stuff. Yeah, but it's horizontal. Yeah. It's like long strips yep. of sighting. They're painting up and down. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Why aren't you painting side to side? Well, that's what Lampy tells him. Up and down. Up and down. <laughs> and then he's like robotically moving yeah. his hand like up, down, up, down. Uh, but the doctor approaches Pete and he wants to buy Elliot. Yeah. For three to five whole dollars. <laughs> First he starts with three. Yeah. You and gotta then, start low. You know? And then Hoagie's like, you should offer him four. And he's like, I'm gonna blow his mind. I'm gonna blow his mind. <laughs> a whole five dollars. Um, here's a fiver for you. <laughs> and so Pete's like, well, I don't own him. I can't sell him to you. I don't own him. And he's like, well, who owns him? And he's like, nobody. Nobody. Public domain. Yeah, he shithead. owns himself. <laughs> and, uh, so they're going to go down and talk to Elliot and see if Elliot will just come to him. Yeah, I voluntarily guess. give himself yeah. up? Because he said, Do you need cash, bro? Well, he talked about how Elliot came to him because he needed him. Mm-hmm. And so the doctor's like... Well, I need cash, so maybe he'll come to me. Yeah, like, I need him. So um, at this point, as they're all having so much fun painting the siding, um, Nora offers to basically take Pete in mm-hmm. as their own kid, her and Lampy. So she sings a Brazzle Dazzle Dame, which I've never heard of Brazzle. I've Nor heard of I. Brazzle, yeah. but not Brazzle. And they just kind of leave the painting that they were yeah. doing. <laughs> as it pans away, you yeah. see like white fresh paint on only like, what, like a 120th of yeah. the lighthouse. They just left it there. They're going to finish it. Yeah. And so we're probably halfway through the movie at this mm-hmm. point, And I'm like... What happened to the hillbillies? Yeah. Like, what, what the fuck? So we're just not going to talk about that now? And literally on cue, yeah. the, the moment she said that, the next scene, they come back. Oh, here's the hillbillies. So they come in. One of those guys looks like Caveman from the Geico commercial. <laughs> They're very dirty. Yeah. Wow. They are. <laughs> I mean, literally, I know, every time one pats... They look like pig pen from Every peanuts. time one pats the other brother... A bunch of dust comes off. <laughs> So they come in and they are trying to get Pete back, obviously. And Nora's like, you can't have him because you guys are awful. <laughs> and the mom hillbilly is like, well, I have a bill of sale. Here's the bill of sale. They sing a song. That boy has my property. Yeah, they sing a song, Bill of Sales, where they talk about him being their property. Which is phenomenal. And uh, how they're basically going to torture him. <laughs> and Nora's like, no, you can't. Like use and abuse this child and the lady's still like well i paid 50 50 dollars and and legal fees legal fees so and legals she's like i'll fight this in court so i kind of missed what happened that made them go away they fell into the water uh, okay yeah yeah so that so later on the doctor i feel weird calling him a doctor because he's not actually it's a doctor doc terminus babe come doc on terminus. look at that fucking goatee and tell me that's not a doctor <laughs> so doc terminus and the billies decide to team up that would yeah. be a great like folk band <laughs> doc we doc are and doc, the billies. we are doc terminus and the billies <laughs> starting that folk band tomorrow <laughs> okay well we're here to rock you back at the lighthouse elliot is no 
Yes, Pete. <laughs> oh my God, did you get it? Yeah. So Pete is telling Nora. Yeah. Elliot went out. He to found the sea. Paul. He found Paul. Yes, he found. He found Paul. The chosen one. The chosen one. <laughs> and it, was, it was Paul. At this time, Nora still hasn't seen Elliot the dragon. Yeah. So she thinks this is just his imaginary this, friend. I don't understand how like this is a diseased boy, obviously, and like she's totally cool just taking him in. Plenty of kids have imaginary friends. Okay. I never had one, but yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't have an imagination. Uh-huh. Um, but she's telling him, like, no more make-believe. We're going to get you away from these hillbillies so you don't have to, like, worry about pretending anymore and making up these fantasies. Well, Doc Terminus barges in, and he's telling Elliot, like, or telling uh, Paul that Elliot is tearing up the town, mm-hmm. and you got to come quickly. So Pete falls for it, heads into town, and at this time, the hillbillies capture him. <laughs> And they decide that they're going to tear him to pieces, but the doc's like, no, because we got to wait. He needs to be bait. Yeah, he's bait. I got to get this dragon. I got this money to make. Yeah. And also, simultaneously, while this climax is happening, uh, Paul is on... Gross. (laughs) Paul is on his way home. He's like out by almost to shore, but like the sea is really wavy and crashy. Yeah. It's very rough, Yes, some might say. So, Paul is trying to get home. And so, Nora's preoccupied with lighting the lighthouse. The lighthouse, yeah. The hillbillies now have Pete. And they've set the trap for Elliot. And Elliot... uh, No, Hoagie heads down to the sea cave to call out for Elliot and tell him... That the hillbillies have Pete. And we gotta help him. Yeah. So, Elliot rushes out. And in this barn thing where they have Pete host held hostage, um, the doc has like a harpoon gun. Yeah, but it's got a wick on it, so it's almost like a cannon, but with a harpoon at the end. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. It's a little weird. So the dragon comes rushing in, but it switches so that he gets caught in a net, but you don't actually well, see it's, him. It's a bunch of nets and also like a canvas blanket or yeah. cover. So, you know, they obviously have like an animatronic dragon or something like that under there. It actually looks really good. Yeah. I was yeah. surprised. It did look really, really good. Um, so they've now captured the dragon. The hillbillies start taking Pete out of the barn and Pete's yelling, Elliot, save me. And that kid really needs to learn how to save himself. <laughs> the dragon was in him the whole time. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Disgusting. Yeah. At this point, it's just... The dragon is fighting off everybody, yeah. thrashing around. And Doc Terminus lights the fuse. Like, he's getting ready to fire that harpoon yeah. at the belly of the dragon and kill it. Yeah, but Pete gets free. He's able to go out and save... Or, excuse me, Elliot gets free. He goes out and he saves Pete from the hillbillies. And the woman is still harping on the fact that she spent $50 yeah. plus legal. She's got this bill of sale. And she's holding it up in front of Elliot. And Elliot just decides just to torch it. <laughs> so, so much for your bill of sales, bitch. <laughs> um, this it, fucking dragon is above the law, all right? And we are not going to stand for this? This woman's constitutional rights are being trampled? Well, they get knocked into like a barrel of tar, it looks like tar or, or oil. oil. And this was, you know, a good time for Elliot to start a fire, but he chose not to. He's not a fucking monster. Well, they wanted to, like, tear this kid apart limb by limb. They were just saying that. They were joking. They're a family, okay? They're playing. And hang them, apparently. There's something about hanging him. Only after he does, like, a shitload of work for them. (laughs) Um, So, while this is going on, there's still Doc and Hoagie in the barn pointing the harpoon cannon at him. Uh Except... The wick is getting shorter and shorter, and Doc realizes that the rope for the harpoon... It's tied around his ankle. Yeah. Or it's wrapped. Yeah. yeah. So he, like, suddenly, like, knocks the cannon, which points it away from the dragon, and then it goes off, and he goes, he goes through the, flying. through the ceiling. Yeah, and he, like, the harpoon hits, like, a wooden pole. Yeah, like a telephone pole. Yeah. And he's just hanging upside down. Yeah. And so because of all this chaos, one of the... Power line is like a transponder. What's the box on power line? A transformer. Transformer. Yeah. Yeah. Robots in disguise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got dragons. Got robots. Got everything. Got a little bit of everything. Um, So that falls over onto some town folk, but just in time, um, 
Elliot the dragon stops it from falling on them, and they're like, oh my god, the dragon is real, and he saved saved us, us. oh my god! Yep. And then he fucking torched them all. (laughs) And then they realize there's some stuff going on at the lighthouse because the lamp, and so Pete rides Elliot... That sounds weird. <laughs> um, Pete hitches a ride. Stephanie really loves this relationship. <laughs> yeah, she's totally into this. Um, they they fly to the lighthouse where they help Nora and Lampy relight the beacon. Yep. That way they can help this ship that seems to be stranded out there get home. Yeah, not crash on the rocks. Yeah. And because Elliot did such a great job, Nora gives him a big old kiss. <laughs> and then he like... Goes invisible again? That's right. I don't know. What was that? I don't, I don't know. Just give him a fucking stroke or something. Yeah. At this point, I thought, like, oh, he disappeared because Pete didn't need him anymore. Yeah. Like, I thought that's how it was. That's coming. Yeah. Anyway, next day. Um, the storm has passed. The fish are back. And uh, Paul arrives on yeah, shore. To get him some. And it's like, I've, I've been out to sea forever with, yeah. with like one dude. No. <laughs> it's gotten real weird, y'all. <laughs> uh, so now they're all a happy family. And they're going to take in Pete as part of their family. No more hillbillies. But Elliot has to go because Pete doesn't need him anymore. Yeah, there's, a, there's another kid somewhere else that needs him. Probably being sold into slavery or something. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I mean, Pete was sold into slavery. It doesn't need to be like that everywhere. Yeah. And that's how it ends. <laughs> the end. Pete's dragon. Not Puff the Magic Dragon. Not Puff the Magic Dragon. That's totally different. That's seriously fucked me up. I, th- I think that's what I thought this was the entire Have time. Have you seen Puff I've, the Magic Dragon? Yes. I really? Saw, yeah. That was something I saw when I was a kid. No shit. Because I, I, th- I thought beforehand, I was like, oh, I've seen Pete's dragon before. I've never seen this before. I've seen Puff the Magic Dragon. No shit. Yeah. Of all the fucking kids movies right? that you've seen, right? It's Puff the Magic yeah. Dragon. And that was when I was much younger. Oh my god. Was it drug related? Uh I mean the movie probably not, but I don't know. It's the seventies, so probably. Seventies. <laughs> oh, let's talk about the reception for this movie. It had two Oscar nominations. Really? One for song okay. and one for score. It didn't win. <laughs> The initial okay, so it was made for ten million dollars. The initial release domestically, it made eighteen million dollars. It seems pretty good, and the the lifetime domestic gross was thirty six to thirty nine million dollars. Yeah, but they were which I guess when you think about it overall, doesn't really seem like a ton. No, when you're talking about over the course of decades, but if it's only made for yeah. ten, well, and they were hoping for like a Mary Poppins esque. Like result out of this, and, and I could kinda, it did not. Do- I could kind of see that because I, I mean, obviously the hybrid, um, but also because I felt like uh, Nora's character, she definitely gave me uh, Julie Andrews esque vibes, but with significantly worse hair. Wasn't she a better copycat of Julie Andrews than Angela Lansbury? Absolutely, okay. absolutely. I thought that too. I was like, you know what? She actually seems more charming than yeah. Angela Lansbury, but who knows if like she was given more range than yeah. Angela Lansbury yeah. was. Because isn't Angela Lansbury like really renowned? Yes. Yeah. Yes, she is. So sometimes it's just the material you're given. Yeah, just like the, the movie we just saw. <laughs> Captain Marvel, because Brie Larson is a fucking amazing actress and fuck the haters. I love Brie Larson. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Um, speaking of the haters. Yeah, speaking of. So here's the critics. This is all taken from Wikipedia because you got to give credit. Who knows where Wikipedia got it from? <laughs> right? This isn't Barstool. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, nah, nothing. Barstool Sports. I don't know why I laughed at that. I don't even know what it because is. Because everything I say is hilarious. No, it's not, babe. <laughs> all right. So this first one is kind of long. It's from Janet Maslin of the New York Times. Not Leonard Malton? <laughs> no, he's at the bottom. I know. I'm joking. Oh. Janet Maslin, the New York Times. The New York Times. The failing New York Times. <laughs> she praised the film, declaring it, quote, the most... Was it failing at the time? <laughs> trying to talk. I know, I know. She praised the film, declaring it. She declares it, quote, the... <laughs> Do it. Do it. I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll do it. I can do this. You got this, maybe. Oh, professional. Okay. 
God damn it. She praised the film, declaring it, quote, the most energetic and enjoyable Disney movie in a long while. End quote. She was also complimentary of Helen Reddy, Nora's, performance, noting, quote, Sean Marshall doesn't sing well, Please. but Helen Reddy does, so she often accompanies accompanies his vocals. Miss Reddy is serviceable, but undistinguished as an actress. She has a tendency to behave as if she were very a very bright light bulb in a very small lamp. But she so often finds herself in the company of Messrs. Messrs. Rooney, Dale, or Buttons that her scenes work well. However, uh, Janet Maslin was critical of the film's length and the excessive alcohol consumption. Yeah, so even for the time. And she asserted <clears throat> that there's room for everyone in this world. Uh, the song number was racist. I didn't see that at all. I didn't catch it, and I read the lyrics, and I don't get it. Yeah. So maybe if you guys want to at me and like tell me, <laughs> yeah, what I missed there because it slide into her DMs and teach her about it racism. It wasn't like the Dumbo song, yeah, with the fucking minimum, not minimum wage workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the carnival, the workers. carnies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, this was um. Uh, Helen Reddy's. That's her first movie, yeah. I believe. Her first acting yeah. role. And she was a pop star. Yep. Because she sang that song like, I am strong, I am woman. <laughs> She's Australian. <laughs> yeah, that too. Anyway. Yeah, Variety wrote, the film was an enchanting and humane fable which introduces a most lovable animal star, albeit an animated one. They praised the combination of live action and animation as, quote unquote, never before more effectively realized and commented that the film suffered Quote, unquote, whenever Elliot is off screen. Charles Champlin of the L.A. Times wrote, At two hours and seven minutes, it is a trying span for small sitters. The animated excitements keep stopping for songs by Al Kasha Kasha? (laughs) and Joel Hirschhorn, but they are not showstoppers in the grand sense. Bland, perfunctory, and too numerous is more like it. God damn. All right. And then our boy Gene Siskel, may he rest in peace of the Chicago Tribune, gave the film two stars out of four and wrote that, quote unquote, we get the same tired Disney formula, a gooey faced kid and a phony soundstage world populated by actors required to perform ancient vaudeville routines compared to the great Disney animation classics. Pete's Dragon is just TV fair on the widescreen. So good old Gene is going right back to the fucking well on that bitch. Get fucked. Last one here, Leonard Maltin, who is a Disney historian and a movie critic. He observed that Disney made several attempts to recreate the appeal and success of Mary Poppins, and that Pete's Dragon did not come close on that score. However, he adds that it might please children and that the animated title character is so endearing that it almost compensates for the live actor's tiresome mugging. Damn. So it doesn't really sound like the critics were all about this action. <laughs> I go first this week. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Tear it up. Yeah. What yeah. did you? What, what you got, babe? Tear me apart, Kevin. <laughs> um, Lisa. So I don't agree with these critics. Yeah. I I really liked it, okay. which is funny because so even on Twitter I was like I like so is there something wrong with us? Because I feel like whenever we run into movies like this, whether, whether it was So Dear to My Heart or what was the one lately that uh, Robin Hood or the, or the Rescuers, like these are movies that a lot of people that we know and, and like reviews and stuff like that that we had read have dogged or panned and we, and we liked them a lot. So I don't know. Like, I would say we have taste. I, mean, I, I won't disagree with that because you know, you know how I feel about myself, but. What do you say about me? <laughs> That it's sexually transmitted. <laughs> but <laughs> and to be fair to that statement, I did see a lot better movies when we started That's dating. That's right. Because 2007 bitch. was no, con- no, no Country for Old Men. I always say Old Country for No Men. <laughs> uh, there Will Be Blood. There Will Be Blood. And 2007 was a big year for movies. There's other ones I just can't think of right now. Uh-huh. But yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, I, I feel like, I feel like that's happening a lot. And I don't know if it's just because we have our expectations lowered before we see these specific movies. Mm-hmm. And then we go back and see the ones that we thought were amazing, but when they're not quite up to that level. It could be. You know? But I also think, so what I was going to say about these critics is that they're talking about like, 
like, oh, like, this is just more, like, soundstage and trying yeah. to do, like, vaudeville and, like, stage plays. Yeah. Well, the movies that we get nowadays is nothing like that. Well, so it's that. kind of nice and refreshing <clears throat> for me um, to go back and see movies that are musicals. Yeah. Because... You know, I'm getting more into musicals now just because of my students really mm. like musicals. And so, like, like recently I went and saw, like, Mamma Mia. Yeah. Which was terrible and I hated it. But, like, I'm getting more and more into theater. Well, and I think, too, the difference between us and the critics, they're reviewing these through the lens of film as a whole at those times. Yeah. Whereas we are just comparing these movies against the other Disney films. Yeah. So... Because, I mean, if you were, like, say, instead of, like, Disney animated films or live action films, which Disney's putting a lot out all of a sudden yeah. in this time period because yep. they're doing live action now. Because they got that fucking money. But compare it to, like, now where the critics have to review, like, one after the other superhero yep. DC Marvel films. And I'm sure they're like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, yeah. Yeah. Which we're seeing in the Captain Marvel reviews. Yeah. So, among other things. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I really liked it a lot. I actually really liked Helen Ruddy. Yeah. Um, like I just said before, she was a better Mary Poppins-esque figure than Angela Lansbury, mm-hmm. and it could just be the source material because Chitty Chitty... <laughs> Bad knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> Bad knobs and broomsticks. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Was not a good movie. Um, Sean Marshall can't act. No, and not at all. he can't sing. He was a decent pitcher for a while, but... <laughs> what? Different guy. <laughs> no, but apparently this Sean, Sean Marshall ended up becoming, um, a pole vaulter. Oh, okay. And he got really athletic because of the training he had to do, including ballet, for yeah. being in this movie. Well, he had a couple of dance numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, he's. I don't really think he was in anything else after this. He's not a great actor, yeah. even for a kid. I mean, it's. I mean, good for you for getting yours while you could. It's but. charming and cute when you have like a kid who can't sing on key right. sometimes, especially when he had like a duet with her. Yeah, I think it was cute. Um, yeah, like like Janet said, how she kind of masked his deficiencies and kind of. Yeah, I really really liked Elliot a lot. He's yeah. a very adorable character. So he much, doesn't speak at all. So much so, so it's that all, it's I... it's all emoted and... Yeah, I think he's going to be one of my new favorite, like, Disney characters. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of, like, acting his emotions. Mm-hmm. So in that respect, the animators did a really great job of making that clear. Um, some of the music is forgettable. Some was really catchy. Yeah. I made you listen to the soundtrack as I was researching yeah. after the movie because I just wanted <laughs> to hear the songs again. Um, I can't say that for Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. I couldn't name you a song from that movie. Yeah. So, and it's, it's not even like we were tired watching that. No, not at this. all. Like this movie was just a better movie. And um, the fact that it was two hours mm-hmm. as well. And it didn't, it didn't feel like Bed Knobs no. and Broomsticks. Like the, that it, one it, was. There were, there were a couple slog. points where you, where you could feel it a little bit, but yeah. for the most part, and it the wasn't su- bad. Supporting actors and characters were really interesting or funny. I mean, I love that they had the whole drunken yeah. bar number yeah. because it appeals to adults, you yeah. know? Just have a conversation just rid- with your kids. Just the ridiculousness of it is hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did, too. Great. Yeah, I, I, I liked it quite a bit. I thought... Uh, Doesn't this just make you feel like we really were meant to just be together, babe? Or that we just both really have bad taste. <laughs> 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 could, be, could go either way. I don't know. <laughs> But no, I like I'll echo what you said about Helen Reddy. Um, I thought she was a very good Julie Andrews, like Mary Poppins clone mm-hmm. type of thing, except for that horrible, horrible hair. Her hair was terrible. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I actually like Mickey Rooney. Is she one of your girls a lot, and I was very pleased to see that he wasn't doing any horrible fucking uh, Asian stereotypes in this movie. Oh my god, that is Mickey Rooney. Yes, yes, okay. it is. Yes, it is. Totally know who he is. Yes, now. yeah, there you go. Yep. Um, <laughs> but one of one of my favorite parts of the movie, like aside from the the hillbilly stuff, like the the music numbers, I thought were hilarious in in a very dark kind of way. Like the subject matter, yes. Like, like you said, it's a, a the lo- juxtaposition yeah. of having something so cynical or cynical, um, sinister, sinister, with like this like poppy, happy, happy go lucky beat, yeah. yeah, and and the way that it's delivered. And like you said, like there's there aren't a lot of um, memorable songs in the movie, 
But while we were watching it, I enjoyed. It was fun. I enjoyed most of me. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I thought Mickey Rooney was great. I really, really liked Doc Terminus a lot. I thought that he was hilarious. Like just the the character. I thought as an actor, I thought he was great. I enjoyed all the scenes that he Kevin was in. Kevin loves him some snake. snake I, oil do. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um. But yeah, and and I liked Elliot a lot as well. I thought in the early going that the the animation and the live action it didn't really look very good together, mm-hmm. like in a couple of the scenes. But as the movie progressed, I thought it, it was uh, not seamless, really. More believable. But it but it incorporated a lot better. And I thought it held up really well too. Yeah, yeah. This is an old VHS tape. I thought, uh, and and just the stylizing of, of it. I I don't know. Um, I think Stephanie has said before. I like a lot of. Uh, the really early 80s Don Bluth stuff. And this is one of the last movies that he... I think this is the last movie that he did. Yes, movie, with, yes, short. No. With uh, Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely got that feel to it, just with his animation style. And Do you want us to do a whole episode, like a mini episode, so you can just talk about Don Bluth no, Disney? No, no. <laughs> Do you want to get down to Bluthness? No. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe someday. But it'll be very short, because... <laughs> For for the hits that he had early on, he did a whole lot of dog shit as, as you well. Were reading them off to me, I was like, "Oh, I thought he had like this animation studio that made so many movies." And then I was like, "No, no, he made he made some fucking classics, but like the ones that the ones that weren't heavy hitters sucked ass." But you could say that about Disney. Yeah, I, I guess they just have a lot more money behind them. They didn't go they didn't go bankrupt a couple times, yeah. but yeah, but Pete's and Dragon. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I'm very happy that it wasn't Puff the Magic Dragon because it's much <laughs> better than that. But it yeah. totally wasn't what I thought it was going to be either. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. So. Pete. Yeah. Peach Dragon. All right. Well, so you reviewed first, so I'm going to rank mine first. Rank, rank. <laughs> rank, rank. <laughs> I don't know where I want to put it, though. Actually, I know I, I do know where I wanted to put it. I am going to put this right behind... Rob, Robin Hood, Robin, Robin Hood. Hood, and in front of the Jungle Book. So this is going to be my new number fourteen, which I think is pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's not. It's not where I get where I would have guessed <laughs> that I was going to put it before watching. You're a son of a bitch, Kevin. Why? <laughs> you better think about it, baby. No, because I. So I liken this movie to so dear to my heart. Yeah, because I like. I'm a sucker for, like, a kid and their pet stories. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially when it's, like, a boy and his dog. Yep. Or, yeah. So, so dear to my heart is currently number 14. Yep. <laughs> so, I'm trying to remember if I how much I like so dear to my heart compared to this one. Right. Um. Yeah, I'm having trouble with, like, recency. Right. And, that, and that's what I was going to ask you, too. Like, I hope that you guys, like, if, if, you, if you think some of the stuff, please tell us. But I was wondering... If we're running into recency bias with a lot of this stuff, because I don't want to, especially the last episode with the rescuers, when I ranked it as highly as I did, I kind of went back and thought, and I think I still would put it that high, mm-hmm. but I just hope that we're not falling into that trap where, you know, it's the, it's the latest thing we've seen and we liked it a lot. So we're going to put it way too high. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that I'm doing that here and I'm not trying to like, uh, you know, go back in the other direction, but well, I think 14 is pretty fair. And for I this. feel like we are in the, we're we're in the shit. We're in the dark ages yeah. right now. And for being the dark ages, I thought it was going to be worse than the package yeah, film era. And absolutely. it hasn't been. No, not at, not all. at all. Not at all. Granted, we still have to watch uh, Black Cauldron. I think it's going to be which great. Which is regarded as one of the worst. Just, just so you know, I think it's going to be fucking great. Yeah. But I mean, I like... It was like pulling teeth to have to watch this movie. Yeah. I like didn't want to yeah. and was putting it off. I was even like, can we just quit the podcast here? <laughs> nobody, nobody listens. You, so you no have to else. keep going. Yeah. So there's that. Um, my rankings. So I'm deciding within like, so 13 is Robin Hood. 14 is so dear to my heart. 13 is what? Robin Hood. <laughs> Uh, 14 is So Dear to My Heart, and 15 is Ichabod and Toad. Hey, what's 16, you fucker? Dumbo! I fucking hate you. Jumbo Jr. <laughs> <laughs> um, look at the years on that one. <laughs> Those cunty elephants. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I'm having trouble deciding, is like So Dear to My Heart or Peach Dragon. Yeah, do, do you like sheep, or do you like dragons? But the kid actors were better in So Dear to My Heart. Fair, fair. Oh. Can I tie them? <laughs> 
if you want to, if you want to go with uh, four, 14B and then put Ichabod and Toad <laughs> to number uh, 16. <laughs> That's the same thing. Um, We'll put it behind So Dear to My Heart because So Dear to My Heart. There's that song about you work with what you got. Yeah. And I think about that song all the time. Really? Because the other day you said like, oh, man, you just got to work with what you got. And in my head, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll do that. But I mean, they're so close. They're practically even yeah. at this point. This, this is to say Pete's Dragon is very good. It, and to- it's totally worth your time. It's adorable. Yeah. Didn't you just have a talk with Chris earlier and he was asking about uh, rescuers? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, you guys said it was an underrated classic. And you're like, whoa, whoa. take it easy on uh, our suggestions. Yeah, we, I don't want to get your hopes up and have you fucking hate it. Yeah. So cool. Well, that's a wrap on episode 30. <laughs> I say it like Christina. Yeah. 30. Um, next week, we start the next 10 yeah. movies. Got the fox and the hound. And our short is going to be Grand Canyon Scope. And I should say, you, you mentioned it earlier, we're in it now. So we yeah. have Fox and the Hound. Black Cauldron. Black Cauldron. But then we have like Roger Rabbit and The Little Mermaid and Great Mouse Detective, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. And we're going to have a surprise for you guys in the midst of those movies I don't know well. why you're talking up this surprise like it's going to be a great thing. I think it is. You think so? I think so. Okay. <laughs> um, Fox and the Hound. The Fox and the Hound. <laughs> And Grand Canyon Scope. You guys, say hi on Twitter. At DTB Disney. Subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. We love it. Oh, and I'm starting to get all of our episodes slowly. Onto YouTube. But surely up onto YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't get to see any video with it, but you can hear our voices on a different medium. Well, you listen to podcasts on YouTube all the time. That's true. That's true. Which don't even have any images. Yeah, it has a still image. Yeah. But you listen. So I was like, oh. Yeah, that's fair. Pizza people, when they're at a work. A different avenue. When they were at work, they listen to So yeah, to t- tell all your friends. We're, we're everywhere. We're like a, we're like herpes. <laughs> or glitter. But much more, pre- much more pleasant. I like to think of us as glitter. Okay. Not in the eyes, though. Like that shitty Mar- Mariah Carey movie. <laughs> you guys, Disney is our business. And business is good! Bye. Wow, you have to scream it.